Hello there. Welcome to the Kirkmanahan Wrap-Up Show for February 22nd, 2021. Today's show title was Golden Gloves, based off of the award that Ben Albright won in the military because he was such a top-notch boxer that they awarded him the military Golden Gloves. I am joined today who it seems like he's becoming a Monday regular. I'd love to have on as a Monday regular. He's welcome whenever he'd like. Is Andrew Augustus. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm doing great, and, and I'm still not a parody. I, I feel like every week I'm going to keep reminding Steve that I'm not a parody. I don't need to hide behind anything. I am who I am, and that's and that's basically to it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, because, I mean, you guys were talking. We'll get into that later on, but you guys were uh, – Kirkinoff was brought up uh, on today's show a little bit at the end there. So let's jump into kind of what the heat of the show was. Actually, no, let's start off where, where it originally started. So I thought Kirk was going to come in and just hands-on attack Ben Albright, just go right after him. They didn't really do that. They kind of talked about this Woody Allen documentary, which I, I don't know. I haven't seen. I don't know if you've seen. Um, they talked a little bit about uh, Chris D'Elia and his apology that came out. If you want to hear more about that, the Blind Mike Project, he does like 50 minutes on it. It's it's, it's grand. Um, before they kind of got into the Albright situation and all the all, – you know, everything with that. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on the Woody Allen documentary. I don't think I've ever seen a Woody Allen movie. Uh, I'm just not an old movie guy. I mean, uh, with Woody Allen, you've heard the stories for years. Uh, it's always been going around. It's been no secret. And, and to put it in perspective, it, it's, it goes to show you, and I, and I was even having this thing. It's like, what at what point when you go to get rid of quote unquote, cancel people and, and stop mm -hmm. supporting them, it's like, Woody Allen was a horrible man, and I like to think I'm mature enough to be like, all right, this guy's a horrible piece of shit what, for everything he did, but I like some of his movies. And it's like the same thing can be said like across the board. Like my biggest thing, and you even heard the um, when I was doing my re-listen, they're actually talking about the Chick-fil-A when they actually pulled out all the things. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, you're not going to go support these people. I support Ben and Jerry's. I don't agree with them politically. I support mm -hmm. Chick-fil-A. I don't agree with them politically. It's like you should be able to separate the man from that and now – that it all comes out with Woody Allen. It's just a, a truly, it shows who he really was. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it could have been worse, a lot worse. I think it was kind of a little light for it, but overall it's uh, the show. The, the guys wrapped up as it's like, yeah, he's a creep. Yeah. We all knew that. And, and the Chris, the Chris thing's even worse. That one's just disgusting. And it's just, it's just strange how he went through the apology of just pretty much saying, yeah, he doesn't even address the fact that people think he was fucking children. It was just, yeah. That, yeah. it was just the fact that, uh, what was it like? Only in the beginning, it was like they were all above eighteen. Well, dude, yes, if, he says that once, and then he then he goes 30s, on. If you're in your late twenties or thirties and you're doing that to an eighteen year old, that's still kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it was just a whole situation. But so then they jumped into the Ben Albright stuff, and I was at first a little upset that they didn't kind of dive into Albright on the Friday episode. I was like, ah, how's this going to sit well over the weekend? I am so happy they waited till Mike was there. Mike was coming in with one-liners. He he was remembering things that that happened. It was just to kind of get the quote-unquote gang back together to just revisit the Albright situation. Kirk's going after Chaps. He's saying, you know, the more I think about it, the more pissed off I am that this whole Chaps thing happened. And K. Marco got fired because of, you know, this is kind of where the whole K. Marco thing started. It's uh, it's just so interesting. I, I really don't know what to say about Ben Albright. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to uh, admit I've listened to more of Ben Albright than I in the past week than I, than one person should in a lifetime. 
Uh, he's just he's a liar. Doing those uh, Denver ads for his radio, they'll keep him going because you're his target market all the way here. Oh in yeah, the Northeast. It's the, the the thing is about Chaps. It's I know he's not listening to this, and he's completely ignorant to it. I mean, if KMS quotes plays it right, tags him in it, and I think he might have done some already. If I'm Chaps and I see this now, if you can't understand how stupid this makes you look for back mm. then. And if he was had any any smarts to him and wanted to squash anything, because let's face it, the Minna fans could easily just start like after this episode, tomorrow could be a chap's nightmare for him with the Minna fans if they wanted mm. to. You could start tweeting at him, call him an idiot. Oh, how's your boy Albright? This and that, blah, blah, blah. If, if Chaps is just smart, he can get out in front of it. Just be like, look, I he was should. He should. He really should. I, I doubt he's going to be listening to this, but if, if he's smart, get out in front of it. Just apologize. Look, I was wrong. I'm glad that Kirk didn't get fired over this. I'm sorry for even doing that. Albright's an idiot. That's basically all you need to say, and the Minute fans won't attack, and they'll just kind of be like, all right, he kind of gets it type of thing. Because even mm -hmm. you could tell from Kirk's tone today, like, yes, he said that he was he was kind of like, chap should be fired. Now, do I really think deep down Kirk thinks he should be fired for that? No, because definitely K. Marco does a lot work did a lot worse to mm -hmm. the show than what chaps did chaps was just an idiot move but to have all that now come out and to see albright attack another show which i like the interview the uh the sound quality of of it was a little difficult when mm -hmm. um when nikki was talking sometimes here and there but overall it was great to get those guys on it was a no. slow build. It was uh, at first I was like, "Ah, oh, this is going to be a train wreck," and then, then they started coming with like the photographer things. It was it was funny. There were some there were some funny moments in that interview. Yeah. Now yeah. now we have a new ally in the Glamazons. So like, exactly. you know what? If, if they're ready to go to war, we're all ready to go, and vice versa. So it's anytime we can get the extra team on our time, it's mm -hmm. perfect. So I'm, I'm taking that that part as a win, and you make Albright look more like an idiot, and then. I had to go back when I was listening because when he starts talking about parody songs and all this, I'm still trying to figure out where the hell this came up from. It's just so random, so stupid. So like so, I just So I know why. So okay. they were they, they had Friday's night is 80s night on that show for some reason. So all the intro music is like 80s music and uh do you know the song Lola like yeah. Lola? Uh there's a Weird Al Yankovic parody song called Yoda. Yeah, and it, it, and so they played that to intro, and they it's were like laughing. Yoda instead of Lola. Or... Yeah, they played Yoda, and then they were like, "Oh, Weird Al," and they started talking about parody songs and everything like that. So that's how it all came to be. It wasn't through the text line or anything like that. I just thought Kirk might find it funny. Uh, that was, that were... It was just so random, and even like, and and I think what what made this so perfect to have Mike in to talk about this as well mm -hmm. as a backup is the fact that if you if you put Mike, Kirk, and Steve in a room. And, uh, and ask the three of them, tell us something about the show from when the Albright thing happened. Mike's going to be the one to know. Kirk's yes. gonna, it's going to go over. Kirk has so much on his plate. It's, he won't remember. Steve's got a lot on his plate. He won't remember. Mike's just going to be like, I remember this. I remember that. Yes. And, you're just, oh, and you're just firing it off. And, I, and like I was saying, um, when I was, we were talking the other day with just about the guys, like I love Mike coming in this once a week. He comes in with the one-liners, comes in with the confidence. Mm. Like this Monday, this Monday, Mike is like a completely different Mike than you had from all the way back when the show was yeah. first started and going. So it's, it's a good blend. And just the way he could easily remember everything Albright, talk about it, threw in the one-liners, it just keeps piling on. And and I think that the idea is right. He uh, Kirk is right in the point that if 
Albright doesn't like when you don't mention him. He hates when you bash him and keep calling him a liar. Yeah. I, yes. I followed, I, I was not following him, but I wasn't blocked. And then Friday I clicked follow, never tweeted at him, never did anything. I was blocked within 10 minutes. So he's thin skinned, tiny. It, it's I'm, I'm going on the text line at nine o'clock tonight. I, I'll have my Google voice ready to go. And I'm going to try to get on it. I have some good questions about Deshaun Watson. Yeah, no, it, it, it should be exciting. Uh, yeah, we're doing that again tonight. So hopefully people, you know, call in. I'm going to be posting the number on Twitter and everything like that. Uh, KOA in Denver from 9 to 1 a.m. Eastern time. So if you're available, try to call or text in. There's also a text line that apparently they pay a lot of attention to. Because Jared, quote unquote, Jared kept texting them in on Friday with just these stupid points like, oh, you think, like, oh, do you think Drew Locke could be a serviceable bat? serviceable backup in the league and it's like there's, there's there's no jared just shut the fuck up there's no jared there's you're just making this shit but up. you have a sheldon from north dakota <laughs> that was funny that, that that got through yeah that was the only thing that got through i know steve said so they did not take a single call that friday night they had three calls and they were all interviews they were all sports reporters in the denver area they were not uh not people calling in so anywho uh but yeah to get back to the chaps thing i i really think that if chaps he should take advice from his partner kate like, what did Kate do? You know, we, you know, she wrote a stupid fucking thing about the Communist Party of China, all that shit. The Mina fans went after her. She played back. She made a video for Sako. And it's like, okay, well, she's in on the joke. We, you know, we kind of get it. If, if Chaps comes out and says, like, you know, I, I, this was just stupid of me. I should never have done this. I didn't know Kirk back then. I thought I was bigger then. Uh, I love it how he brings up how he was like the 12th or 13th guy at Barstool. Like, that's a fucking, like, who gives a shit? She's like, as soon as they moved to New York, they hired me. It's like, okay, well, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't mean dick. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, but he's not going to. Something tells me the show might tweet out a clip of uh, Kirk ripping Chaps today and what might have tagged Chaps. So he'll definitely be seeing something. Uh, and, and if he sees it, like we said, it just come out in front of it. Just give do a Maya culpa. That's all you got to do. A little Maya culpa will go a long way with the Minifans in this. Because uh, even even on this, I don't even think he necessarily has to be funny or make a joke of it. It's just mm. like, look, I was wrong. I fucked up. Let's move on to the like uh, like I'm on your side now. I get it. I, I I backed an idiot. We all we all back idiots once in a while. Yeah, it was uh, it was just just like dude, just come out. You lost this battle. Like we get it. Uh, you're uh, you know very stick to your guns kind of guy, but dude, just come on. Like the minute fans are someone you want on your side, but I don't know. He's a big pussy. So I doubt he'll, you know, ever do that. But I think the minute fans also let him off the hook back. in like, if this happened now today, I think he would be enemy number one for a long, long time. I think the minute fans were still kind of figuring out what the relationship with Barstool was like in 2019. Now they were like, okay, is Kirk going to leave? Cause I think if Kirk left, then it would have been, he would have been enemy number one, but you know, Kirk kind of stayed, so they kind of, you know, didn't go all in on attacking Chaps during that. And, and I, I love Kirk. Stella for keeping Steve's job. You got to remember that. Stella, too, keeping Steve's job throughout all exactly. this. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. That's right. And um, the, I mean, the Minna fans will, like, uh, the Zero Blog 30, I heard, is a, you know, good podcast. It has a, a decent fan base. But, uh, but I don't think Chaps knows uh, that if he ever tried, you know, to get Steve or Kirk fired over something, this it wasn't even something like, like Kirk always says the, uh, the time he, you know, 
uh, put out on the podcast that promo, not the promo code, but that access code to get into the barstool advertiser thing. He's like, that was, that was fucking stupid. You know, that, that wasn't, that wasn't right. It wasn't even something like on that. They were in the right. They were just talking shit about this guy. And Jeff's like, I'm the military guy. You don't, you don't touch the military. So I don't know. The guy's a fucking moron. Uh, his producer cons. We, I mean, we all, we all know about cons. He's the biggest cheater in the bar. Cheater cons. Yeah, he's the biggest cheater in the uh, in the trivia universe. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see about that. Let's. Speaking of cons, let's jump quickly into. So there is trivia next week, and he will be one of the people. He'll be on Team Cheater with uh, Casey and Feidelberg. I hate to lump Feidelberg in with those two, but I mean, you, you choose who you sleep with. So he's yeah. with uh, cons, <laughs> cons and Casey there. Uh, so sounds like it's going to be recording either Monday night or Wednesday night. Cause I know, uh, Jeff records Monday, releases Tuesday, records Wednesday, releases Thursday for the two episodes. So I think that should be, uh, should be a very interesting, you know, will they go, will they be two and one or one and two? There's a, like Kirk says, there's a world of difference there. So it'd be, uh, interesting to see exactly what comes of that. Will there be any repercussions? You know, will Steve quit if he does like shit? Will he stay? If he, you know, it it, it all depends. I I know that I'm I'm ready with a set of trivia questions to ask the show on Friday. So uh, there were I think there were some Steve was supposed to call me last Friday, but of course Jared, uh, you know, had some miscommunication. So I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask you one. Uh, one question, and, and like this is kind of like in the style of the dozen. All right. So, uh, so the category is going to be NBA. NBA. Okay. What team plays in the Vivint Vivient Arena? The Vivient Arena. Vivient Arena. V I V I N T. Vivient. Vivient. So that sounds. Uh, it's not Canadian. So it's definitely one of the other teams. That's not Toronto. I'm going to have no clue at this, but I'm going to take a stab and say the Milwaukee bucks. That is incorrect. It yeah. is the Utah jazz, the Utah jazz. Um, the other one is, let's see. Um, do, 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 uh, yeah, well, you know, we'll save it. We'll save it. I don't want to save, you're save that one. <laughs> no, but Jared. I think it's the one thing I think is going to happen, especially for this mainly Casey and cons is, this is going to be a one, a highly watched dozen because all the minute fans are going to do it. Not only are they going to watch it, they're going to be watching cons and Casey like a hawk, and they're going to call out every little thing. So if yes. you're cons and Casey going into this, you you got to know if there's any hint of a move of any chance you could be called for cheating. You got to be careful of that. And I think that's going to be a mind game that's going to work in Kirk's favor because I see this one of two ways happening. Is it's going if it's a close game. And you can't see their hands and stuff. You're going to see a lot of call outs for potential cheating mm -hmm. um, after the fact of the minute fans or two, they're going to Kirk's going to win by like five, six points. I'm not even going to say the KMS team Kirk's himself is going to win by five or six points, but I do so, like, it was a good bring up that you brought up with the elimination of the mute and the double dip. Cause yes. I think a double dip is going to help. And if, if, if they did somehow bring the mute back, if they muted Jared on a baseball question again, or even Kirk on a golf question, and they didn't have the double to, to use it, the best way to get around that, if you could ask questions, you can easily go AL or NL and try to break it down that way. Yeah. So you can give, yes. give the silent clues and you'll be good to go. Yes. So, uh, so actually 
what you said about the Minifans washing uh, team cheating, team cheater like a hawk. It actually already happens. If you go on YouTube and you like read the comments, they're fucking ruthless. If you don't show your hands or anything like that, people are calling you out. They, they've called out cons. They call out Casey. They call out anyone. If there's even a hint of you guys cheating. Actually, one of the one things uh, from the first episode of trivia that they were on, uh, there was a lot of praise for Kirk and Steve, not for necessarily their performance, but they said, Everyone should be sitting like Kirk and Steve are right now. You know, oh, I agree. back away from the camera, showing your hands, sitting on a couch, you know, not being able, like not on their phone. Uh, There's a lot of, lot of praise for that. So I, uh, I will say like, I know the meta fans will be watching, but there is a group of dozen fans who watch them like a hawk to make so sure. That say, Kirk is a man of honesty and integrity. And that's why I think you had that first setup work so well. And, and, if there's anyone that you have to be like, no, I'm not concerned about cheating. It's going to be Kurt. And yes. it's, and if you don't know him, then you, you might think like how, what he does when he toys around in the golf categories. It's like, no, he knows his shit. And it's scary. Good. How knows how much he knows. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited for that. I think that should be, you know, kind of leading up. Should we'll talk about it more with Carabas on Friday, if he makes it into studio, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was other things that they talked about today that they kind of just like glanced over. I know I'm so sick of Bitcoin talk. I, I, I almost want to mute Steve and Mike on Twitter because they just retweet things about Bitcoin 24 seven. I don't, it's just like, we get it. You have a lot of money. Like, I don't think these Bitcoin people realize they sound like a pyramid scheme when they just keep talking about you need to invest this and you're guaranteed to get all this money. It's like over and over and over and over again. It's like, we get it. And, and it could very well not be, you know, it, it, it making people millionaires and billionaires. And it's, it's very exciting to see, but every other tweet is just like, Oh, the Bitcoin bubble popped today and it's down 10% or Bitcoin just reached 50,000 for the first time. Suck it losers. Who said it wasn't going to reach $300 back in, you know, 2010 or, or wherever. I, whatever. The, I think what's going to be coming a new thing is the Dogecoin people. <laughs> like oh, that, dude, that's going to be a new one. I mean, I, I will admit I, I got into Dogecoin when it was well under a cent <laughs> For like 10 bucks and then i sold it at like five at four cents so i was like that's a nice win for me but i don't know i don't, I don't care that's that's too smart <laughs> for my blood <laughs> I, I, don't, yeah. I don't care about coins i think they they get into it a lot so uh some other sound i cut up and sent to steve last night was actually from your show kirk and off where you interviewed barstool advisor so i cut up some sound clips and uh sent to that and there was a so, – so Kirk asked the question. I don't know if he listened to uh, that show this week, but he did say, did Buddy ever apologize for his DEC handling of that interview or uh, – I don't – if – and again, from where I sat, it's – Buddy was in that situation where it's you, – again, you give him the rope, you let him hang himself type of a thing from it. And, and even when he was when – when you guys played the BA cut – Kirk even said, what, what's the follow-up? And you even heard BMD come in and just be like, well, you can't really say that. Because uh, honestly, it's when anyone talks about a contract negotiation, it's I've personally never gotten the hint from the show that there's any, any worry about Kirk's contract with Barstool. It's very clear that they seem very happy with one another. Mm -hmm. And I think even when you see the Danny from Bel Bill Ricca shirt come up, that's another one of those things that maybe back when the show first started, you might not have seen that type of shirt get put out mm -hmm. merch for St. Patrick's day. So I think now like 
to the point that BA made right is Kirk is more Mr. Barstool than he was when he first came in, which I think is beneficial to both. And mm-hmm. when you bring in now, like you heard today, they have the meeting for the, the case uh, premier sponsor. I think if you're looking at those two things and from what, what Kirk has said on the show about uh, Portnoy's and Nardini's responses to the case, they think this could be something huge. So I think from that, they're going to both sit at the table and from the tone I get from Kirk and the tone that he portrays off of Nardini and, and Portnoy. And again, it, it brings up a good point that I think there's been a lot of Minifans on the Dave Portnoy who have been trying to get the questions in that Eddie hasn't been reading. So if, if we can get some of those questions read, maybe this week, next week on the Dave Portnoy show, it'll bring some more clarity to kind of all we can do right now is speculate from the barstool side. I think it's very clear what Kirk wants and what Kirk sees to succeed. And he doesn't seem overly worried about it. So that gives me mm-hmm. as a fan confidence that he's still like at least going to be here for the short term and hopefully throughout his original contract. Mm-hmm. But it would be nice to hear in a professional setting, either on token CEO or the Dave Portnoy show, just kind of a nice like update with, cause we, we all know where it's the option set to be picked up soon before like to know one way or another to yeah. at least for that. Well, that's really the only thing we know. Like that's why it just goes up my ass sideways. Whenever people talk about uh, contract negotiations is because we have no fucking, we know that he signed a two year deal and there's an option for a third. We don't know when exactly he needs to sign it. We don't know if there's any conversations. So whenever people go off and say, Oh, Kirk's using this as to, you know, uh, Excel or boost his new contract contract with Barstool sports. It's, it's just everyone talking out of their ass. No one knows besides Kirk. Um, I think Kirk has said uh, on the podcast before that the only people who truly know his contract situation is him, Erica Nardini, and Dave Portnoy. So unless, like, someone, unless, you know, this BA uh, talked to Dave Portnoy over the weekend and, and got, like, oh, you know, they're asking for this much. But if they weren't doing the case, they would only get the – it just goes up my ass sideways. Whenever it's just, people- even for BA, though, I, I think all he was doing was just speculating and – and I don't know why he it's he put himself in like I guess the way it would it would have been easier to say it was like if I was in Kirk's shoes I would have handled it differently and mm-hmm. it's and you know what everyone's gonna handle things differently is it I would have handled it exactly the same yeah no I, I mean what 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 Kirk did so well with that golden ticket was he knew he would capitalize on like like a golden ticket for a minute fan is like a big deal like. Mm-hmm. A lot of people donated and a lot of people wanted to get that ticket. So it's you have, to, yeah. And you, and I think, and, and, and where, I mean, I'll, I'll take the brunt on this. I should have spoken up uh, like with that. Cause I don't think if Kirk said, we're going to do, we're going to raise this much and I'll match it for the barstool fund. I don't think that would have gotten as much <laughs> as the golden ticket, even with Kirk's match alone. So yeah, no, and, and also the other thing is, like, who's to say Kirk didn't privately donate to the Barstool Fund? Did he? Even, I don't know. I, mean, I, I think he I, – I would I would assume he might have. But he's definitely pushing some promotion out to it too. It's Yeah. I would assume I, I would assume that I don't give a fuck if Kirk donated to yeah. the uh, Barstool Fund because, I mean, he, he raised – like, that 90-some thousand dollars would not have been raised if it was not for Kirk Seamus Minahan. So yeah. um, No, it, it, it's a – if do I care if he did? Yes or no? No, I don't care if he did or not. Cause what like just that golden ticket enough is far more than what many other people have done. Um, even at Barstool. So that's, that's the, that's the cheers you, you got to give for that. 
Yeah. So the last thing I wanted to touch about is kind of personal. I was brought up on today's show. Kirk said I was doing a what do you say spectacular job. So yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you know, I'm trying trying my best. Uh, but then he also mentioned <laughs> how's intern Dustin doing, and uh, he DMs me every once in a while. He sends me some phone numbers for some people that we might want to call, but I can't, I can't just straight up just call him on the wrap up show. Um, <laughs> I just don't, I, I can't do that. So yeah. <laughs> uh, he still listens. He's still in the world. Um, I'm sure he's working on a big project or, you know, something like that for the show. He's a uh, newborn. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was interesting. It's, uh, I was gonna say, it's a, as long as you don't let it get, get, get to your head. I think you'll be doing fine. It's you've had the one thing I'll say with you. It's that when, when <laughs> I remember when I first reached out to you, when, when the whole um, all in the minute family thing happened, it was like, you were very good off the bat of being like, all right, I fucked up. And I think that responsibility is something I think that resonates with the show because basically if, if when it comes down we, and they get into all these topics, they just want self-responsibility for all these, these idiots who come out, say one thing, do another thing. It's the hypocrisy of shit. And you, you owned up <laughs> like, yeah, I fucked up. And, and I think, I mean, going on the following week doing the gallon challenge, bravo, <laughs> bravo. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll admit when I like, I'm going to fuck up again. <laughs> like, let's get that very straight. There's going to be a time when Kurt calls me up and calls me a shithead and contemplates fighting, firing me, possibly even firing me. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean that. Uh, I talked to Mike this morning because he had a question about uh, about something, and he was like, "You got brought up on today's show," and I was like, "Oh fuck!" I was like, "What did I do?" Oh, I, don't, I never know when I'm getting the, the call. Like, what the fuck is is this? Why, why are you saying this? But uh, he's like, no, he's like, no, he's, he said you're doing a good job and everything like that. So do you have was, a specific ringtone for Kirk or Steve when they call? So, you know, you need to pick up right away. Uh, nope. My ringtone. I would recommend doing that. <laughs> my ringtone is Damn It by Blink-182. It's been that way since it was, I was in 10th grade and it's going to stay that way. <laughs> so, so yeah. So I don't know if there's anything else from today's show that you uh, wanted to go. I know, I know Steve really got into that. I want to know more about this Marty Walsh thing that he's been requesting this uh, public freedom of information act that the campaign office just keeps on flushing it down the toilet. Cause I think there can, there can be a point where like Steve might be able to sue about this stuff. Well, there is a lawsuit that's, that's available in, in Steve's favor if they don't give him the information in a quote unquote timely manner. So yeah, it's, like when you break it down in, into that, it's when you do it, the public records request, depending upon what he asked, Mm -hmm. uh, my only educated guess from my background would say that right now they've, they've compiled at least all the documents that Steve wants. And what's probably going on is the city's lawyers are looking through all those documents and are probably redacting some information that is legally allowed to be redacted. So like addresses and, and things like that of, of private citizens or anything else involved of that nature. So I, I that would be my only guess as to why there would be some sort of delay. I, I suppose it's when you do anything with, with, a, with government officials, it's going to take forever. And I think Steve coming from the Howie car show should kind of have some expectation of that uh, in the background, but it, it's, I, it's really interesting that now you would think that again, any rational person would think the Biden administration would also ask, be asking for these informations. Cause if, Someone like Steve can find it very easily. Who's kind of in the know. If you're vetting for a presidential cabinet position, you are looking everywhere. You're doing a full body cavity search naked. You're sticking fingers everywhere. It's you're looking for every situation. I get uh, vetted for a 
cabinet position pretty soon. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I know Steve's like really into it. Uh, I think it has something. He said it has something to do with something over the summer. So that could be, you know, that two things that, that really stand out that have been like a blemish with Marty Walsh was the, um, the labor contracts with that thing, uh, the labor like uh, that they actually were in court for his staff members were in court for. And the other thing I think is the, uh, you could look at would be uh, something with his girlfriend's um, consulting firm or whatever the hell that, yeah, whatever the hell it is, that's a funneling money to help each other out. Yeah. So I don't know that that could turn into something. I don't know if there's anything else from today's show you, uh, you wanted to hit on or anything like that before we wrap this up. I mean, yeah, the edgy Kevin talk, which is always coming back into the world. It's again, he's a, I, he is probably the biggest listener of the show. Kevin Clancy, like, you know, he can't get enough. Of it. And Kirk even said today, he talks to Clancy a lot, which I, I would not doubt just mm-hmm. because their two personalities, I think mesh so well with one another. And I, I would love one day when they're doing like rotating, like guests, like on maybe on a Wednesday show, if, they could somehow set it up so that Kevin could like, – I would love just for one show to see what it's like to have Kirk and Kevin in a show together. Just, just oh, to, be great. It would be amazing. I think it would be great. Uh, Tim from Canton uh, would, would be you know paying close attention to that show. <laughs> I do think it's funny that during uh, the whole rant about Kevin today, Kirk goes, yeah, I still don't really understand Tim from Canton's hate. Uh, about it, but uh, it, it's so true when they were talking about how he called him Tom from Canton. It's like, oh, haha, you're doing that funny thing where you pretend to forget someone's name or, uh, you know, and I mean, the name. I will even say this if you look on a keyboard when you're typing, the I is directly next to the O. And Tim and Tom, they're both male names. So you, you also can look at that situation. I'm actually no, looking at my keyboard no. right now. That's why. I mean, I, I, I think he did it purposely. He 100 percent did it purposely. But it's still uh, slip-ups right there. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what Kirk said is right. Kevin's not a real enemy. He's kind of like he's playing he's the Brandon Walker role better than Brandon Walker because Brandon Walker tried to be like this. Oh, I hate the Minifans. They're a bunch of idiots. Blah blah blah. But then like it just went away because it's like, dude, you, like you suck at the yeah, not not necessarily fake, but you know, kind of just being like you guys are morons. You have no idea what you're talking about. I think Kevin plays that role perfectly. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see him be a part of more shows in the future. And uh, I, th- I think it would be cool for the Meta fans to kind of have someone at Barstool HQ in kind of like the top, you know, the top. I know we had K Marco, but I really wouldn't consider him a top person at Barstool anymore. Uh, you know, someone who, you know, we can shit on. We can try to pull sound of for when he says something stupid and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, that is, uh, I pretty much does it for today's show. Like yeah. I said, anything else you no, it was a good good show. I, I'm excited for it. We'll see what Wednesday brings, and we'll see if Jared can uh, remember to actually show up in the studio on time. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Wednesday's show. I think that could be uh, – I don't know, because it sounded last week like like Kirk's trip wherever he went. I believe he went down to South Carolina again. Might have been kind of the last trip before they kind of started getting things rolling. I'm, I'm talking out of my ass here. I have no idea. But they said he could either you know put an end to it. It could open up more things, and – so who knows? We might be getting. Uh, hopefully, we get uh, episode one of the case pretty soon. So, I mean, I don't even need an episode. I just want a teaser, like a two-minute, one-minute, just intro to what's it like. Just more information. Hmm. That's what I want. Yes, <laughs> eventually, yes. it's, like, it's like a name or something like right. that. But it's uh, but yeah, no. So that should be good. 
Uh, before we wrap up, I'd like to mention again the, the Jared baseball card promotion I'm having. I know, I know my boy Andrew has already uh, you know, signed up for it. So all you have to do is uh, wherever you listen to this, or if you listen to it on the YouTube, just uh, subscribe and give it a like and DM me that. If you listen to it through podcasts, just you know, make sure you're subscribed and uh, five-star review. Just send me, send me that through either email, Trudell at barstoolsports.com, on Twitter, uh, just however you get it to me, you know. So I have 10 of these to give away. It's going to be uh, a blast. So that about does it for the wrap-up show today. Thank you to Andrew for joining me, and thank you to everyone listening. Oh, I forgot to say, yeah, so we are doing, we are blitzing uh, Ben Albright's show again tonight from 9 to 1. So we'll be uh, we'll be busy doing that, you know, trying to get some calls through. So uh, if you're up for that, you know, I'll be posting everything everywhere. So make sure to be a part of that because hopefully we get some funny calls through. Uh, make sure you're recording on your own end. Um, don't try to be too obvious on the uh, like with the call screener. Normally there's some stupid college kid that you can normally get by if you just have like just pretend like you have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, what you say to the call screener and what you say on air do not need to be related. You can just be like, yeah, I want to talk about, uh, you know, John Elway's GMing or something like that. And then they'll be like, like oh. John Elway should trade Drew Locke and the second and third round pick for Deshaun Watson and give the Texans $10 million for cap relief. There you go. Yeah, something, then, something stupid. That, like that one will get in. <laughs> so, and then if they ask you about anything, just be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, okay, guys, thank you for listening. And I will talk to everyone Wednesday.